So this morning we are blessed to have our spiritual director here. I also see Reverend Penny Masek is also here. Reverend Patrick probably is also that wonderful personal app that we all have in classes on Sunday mornings, reminding us of our own true self, that higher self. Please welcome with me our own Dr. Patrick Cameron. Good morning. I, uh, we have a wonderful um, morning planned. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but it's a wonderful morning. Um, I'm, I'm, sure of, I'm sure of the form. I'm just not sure of the, all the details. But what I'd like to invite you to do is let's step into that, that space together. Let's reveal that essence of our divine self. We are a teaching, we are a healing teaching. And so what I invite you to know with me today as we step into this and sing a song together and move into a sacred invocation, that all of this is just simply tools for us to deepen. And so in that recognition, if you feel guided to stand with me and sing, please do so, and if not, please stay seated. very room there's quite enough love for all the world and in this very room there's quite enough joy for all the world and there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear for spirit one spirit is in this very room in this very room in this very room. So let us know together. Let us come together as we step across that threshold in our own being into that intimate and deep and sweet relationship with spirit. A revelation of that which lives within us fully confirming in each time we, that I turn in that direction and you turn with me. All it requires is willingness, the power of willingness to turn our gaze inward and to proclaim our union, our oneness. Healing any sense of separation, standing in that, in this, this vacation of bliss in this moment. And what I know is that each thing necessary for each and every one of us to be guided, to realize, to have bubble up into our awareness this day so that we may transform whatever that idea is, enhance it, dissolve it, whatever it may be. We are here as emissaries of this divine impulse of creativity. We are the individualized expression of the infinite. And so everything that passes through our awareness is my declaration for myself and you is it is right and perfect, it is sacred and blessed regardless of what it looks like. It is here for us. 
and standing in that gracious gratitude and that welcomed repose of bring it on and let me look at it so that I may continue to reveal the beauty, the life, the joy, and the freedom that is my divine inheritance. For this I give thanks. I give thanks for our wonderful weekend with Reverend Penny Masick. I give thanks for the wonderful discussion we had this morning around co-creation. I give thanks for Dr. Ernest Holmes who planted seeds so many years ago and gave us a legacy and a rope to climb up behind him. I'm so grateful for the music, all the volunteers, all the chairs we sit upon are a reflection of the abundance of the infinite. This beautiful facility that we meet in and the warmth and the comfort and the joy and the celebration of life. All of it. All of it I recognize as an expression of God in form. And standing in that great gratitude, standing in that great recognition, I cannot help but recognize that within myself and within everyone I look upon. And I give thanks for this. I give thanks for this beautiful, sweet tradition that allows me the gift of that awareness, that perception. And knowing all is well right here and right now and continues to be so, I give thanks and together we say, and so it is. All righty. So this morning, um, it's a bit different, because, and see, so you can stay for the second service because I, I have a whole other talk planned for that. So if I were you, I'd just hang around. But that's, I'm not you. I'm hanging around, so you may as well. Anyway, what I'm going to... Uh, Reverend Penny Amesek, you've heard me talk many times about my mentor in co-creation. And, and so in the, the sacred healing circles that we've done and the co-creation processes we've done, and thank you, Brown, for bringing that back up. So Reverend Penny has been with us this last weekend, and we, we finally completed our sacred covenant as practitioners. It was wonderful, beautiful, wonderful stuff. And, um, you know, uh, so yesterday I said to her, why don't you come and I'll ask you questions and, we'll, and you can teach a little bit of this because it's wonderful stuff. You hear me talk about it all the time so much so that you probably don't even listen anymore and that's okay, I understand. But it's nice to hear it from the words of someone that, that, that has blessed my life in, in so many ways, has transformed my ministry in so many wonderful ways. And so I thought, um, because and it's so much energy and love goes into the weekend, so I really want to honor her energy. As she said to me when she first came, I typically don't do a Sunday service because of the energy that goes into the co-creation. And having gone through it so many times with her now, and having done the learning services and the, the sacred healing services, I understand that. But anyway, that what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite Reverend Penny Macy to come forward. I'm going to give her the mic. We, put, we brought some of her charts out today, and I'm going to ask her some questions. So Reverend Penny, thank you for being... I get a hug first. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. It's great to be with all of you, and I just want to tag on to what Reverend Catherine said before we start, that you have a very rich resource here in your spiritual community, and that is your, your practitioners. They have spent the last seven months with me creating this sacred covenant, coming in and ha deepening in their own awareness and understanding of their spiritual authority, really, is what it comes down to and how to initiate that spiritual authority and stand witness to others. And when we're in the two or more, something amazing happens. And so if you have not worked with a, a practitioner yet, give yourself that gift. And that should be the app that you're using the most in terms of where we want to go spiritually. And I just encourage you, and I know that um, Dr. Patrick is using that app himself, and I know several others in that group are using that app. And I can't say enough about that and where we stand as a culture, how vitally important that really is in this time that we find ourselves. So let's just leave it at that for right now. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, I wanted to ask you, because what, when we started the year, we, we filled out our, our purpose words over here on our community tiles. And we had a wonderful discussion yesterday about the difference between visioning and purpose, and purpose words. And, I, and if you could speak to that for a few minutes, I would really love that. Well, it's a really big distinction, and so let me um, bring up what we call the creative process chart and the importance of that, because we talk about this creative process in our teaching a lot, that our word and our thought creates our experience. And so how many of you have ever wondered, really, at the deepest level of your being, what is my purpose for being here? No, just a few of you. Okay, good. And so that purpose has already been impressed upon your soul from the very beginning of time. And the discovery of that purpose and then how we initiate that purpose in expression into the world is really a, a, a scientific process, if you will, if we come over and look at the creative process. Now I know why you really wanted me to have that because I need my hands to talk. <laughs> But everything starts on the spiritual plane as a divine ideal. Those changeless principles of truth, love, beauty, joy, wisdom, freedom, wholeness. And we have the opportunity then to seed that. And that, that changeless principle of truth that's in your heart, your creative expression, is one of those principles. And so when we begin at the top, at the... the level of the ideal in the purpose and then allow that to come through the filter of our intuition and then our mind and then down into our emotions ultimately we have the ability to call it forth as a revelation or demonstration or manifestation at the level of the world traditional visioning that all of us have participated in and is really a necessary part of our spiritual journey typically takes place at the level of our imagination. It's what we imagine it would be like if we didn't have any fears living inside of ourselves. Anybody have a few fears that niggle up every now and then? Not smart enough, not good enough, there's not enough, unworthy, abandoned, rejected. And so when we work at the level of imagination simply envisioning and look down into our experience we bypass all these mental what we call mental blocks or false beliefs and they they seed themselves in that vision if we're not aware of them and working with them on a consistent basis so if we begin at the level of purpose and look down we see them and we can work with them and then clear them so that this becomes a full wide opening then for the word to demonstrate itself, the purpose to demonstrate itself. And so that's why the healing work becomes so vitally important on our spiritual journey because we want to be that full wide opening for spirit to express through. The way I talk about it when I'm working with groups and I did with your practitioners is think of your life as a garden hose. Kind of funny thing to compare your life to. But we've all had kinks in our garden hose, right? You, and when there's a kink in the garden hose, the flow is obstructed. Maybe a little water goes through that. And so every false belief, every mental block that we have is a kink in our own personal garden hose. And when we clear that block out, 
we become a greater opening for the power and presence of spirit than to use us and for that purpose to demonstrate in a greater way. So all these words that you've claimed at the beginning of this year have great power and potency. They just need a direction which comes through the intentions that we set once we're clear about our purpose and once we begin to work with that. So that was kind of a long answer to that question. <laughs> Great. Um, could you speak to um, the kingdoms? Because people are always asking me about the kingdoms, the four kingdoms. Oh, of the creation. kingdoms of consciousness, of consciousness, which are really about our evolutionary journey on our spiritual path. This is a great depiction and opportunity for us to understand our spiritual journey in the context of what all of us go through. And let me preface it with saying this, you can't skip any one of the kingdoms. And so we, and we can be back in any one of the kingdoms at any given time. But ultimately our journey begins in, in what we call kingdom one, the kingdom of pre-personal consciousness. This is where everything is done to us. And in this kingdom, the passengers, which represent real, really our false beliefs, are the driver of our coach versus the spirit within, the divinity within, which is all, our whole evolutionary journey is about waking up to the divinity that's within us and allowing that to direct us and, and guide us on our spiritual journey. But in this beginning kingdom, the, the, our master's actually in the back and our errors are giving direction to our mind. And so really we're obeying our fears and it's a bumpy ride. And nothing kind of goes the way we want it to go. What, typically what happens is there's some kind of traumatic experience that throws us through this portal of self-dominion. Or we hear that great line, change your thinking, change your life. And we get drawn to a teaching like this. And we think, wow, I can take responsibility for my life and I be can begin to set the course of my life. And we come into what we call kingdom two, the kingdom of personal consciousness, where we're beginning to develop our I-ness, we're beginning to wake up, we're beginning to become conscious. Our master's now in the front seat and our errors are in the back seat, but they're acting like backseat drivers. Their greatest trick is to make our mind believe that they're the master. In this kingdom, everything is done by our own hand. In, this, in kingdom two, it's what we can get from life. What we can take from life. How successful we can be. Our culture is at the pinnacle of kingdom two right now. And what we're seeing is all these false beliefs that have been suppressed into the coach are beginning to rise to the surface. And our mind is not able to solve some of the issues that we're seeing in the world. Because what happens is when we suppress this error long enough, those guys are really sneaky. And they come out through the floorboard and out in front of us and they show up as a circumstance or a condition or a person in the world that activates us. Have any of those? But they're just reflecting what's living in our own coach. And so in Kingdom 2, we begin to recognize 
oftentimes at the pinnacle of kingdom two, we get there and we go, gosh, is this all there is? <laughs> because there's still an unfulfillment on the inside. And we begin to seek that deeper connection with the divine. We begin to sense, and there's more. And there's more. There's more good. There's more God. There's more that I can let go of that I don't need to control, that if I invite spirit into my life in a deeper way, things be become transformed. And so we begin a turn to what we call kingdom three, the kingdom of transpersonal consciousness, where everything is done through us by a power and presence that's greater than us. Ever, ever heard that great line from Dr. Holmes, there's a power for good in the universe and you can use it? Dr. Patrick's probably said that a few hundred times over the course of his ministry. What that phrase sounds like in Kingdom 3 is there is a power for good in the universe and it can use you. When you become that full wide opening for spirit to express itself fully and completely. And so in Kingdom 3, you notice there are no passengers in the coach. Because we've done our healing work to come into this kingdom and we no longer allow those false to beliefs to rule who we are. This passageway from kingdom two to kingdom three can only be done in the two or more. And that's why it's so important to have a spiritual mentor or a spiritual a practitioner guiding you through that passageway. Because what we have to lay down in order to do this movement is tremendous, and it takes great courage. Kingdom one and kingdom two are in the dualistic realm of knowledge. It's where we're building knowledge. We're building our awareness. First, we have to enlighten the mind. And then when we enlighten the mind, we make a movement, and we bring that light down into the soul of our being. And so the eye of the mind then falls into the eye of the heart, which is a single eye. It's the eye of love. The great commandment, love God and love your neighbors as yourself. As we were singing this morning, in this very room, there's quite enough love. I thought, you know, the truth of that is, right where I am, there's quite enough love. Wherever I am, there's enough love in you to dispel every fear that you have, there's enough love in you to dispel every false belief you've ever thought about yourself or others. There's enough love. The immensity of God's love is the only thing that can pick us up out of these experiences that we're experiencing together and individually. Because this kingdom is all about how we become the presence of love. Which is the truth of who we each are. We just have to step into it. And so to leave kingdom two, any control freaks in the room? Anybody in that boat with me? Because boy, was I a control freak. Whoa, got to have that control. So we have, to, we have to surrender our need to control. We have to surrender our need to know. And we have to surrender our need to fix anything out here and give our full attention and awareness to the very center of our own being to make this movement. It's a powerful journey. It's a fabulous walk.
And as we walk it together, we start to build the synergy of that work. And I know there are probably many people I'm in the room that are ready to go to Kingdom 3. The thing about Kingdom 3 is when we come into this kingdom, we call this the healing pit. Because we have to look back. This line is squiggly. Because we look back to Kingdom 1 to see everything that we suppressed in order to go out on our spiritual journey and we begin to gather it in. Because the only way that these errors can be healed in us, the false beliefs can be healed in us, is to bring them right up into the front seat of our coach with our master and love them into the light. And it's a powerful journey. I know many of the practitioners yesterday, as we were in a very deep and sacred conversation about this. And they said, I'm so ready to live in Kingdom 3. Now, we all have parts of ourselves in every one of these kingdoms. I'm not even going to talk about Kingdom 4 because I don't know enough about it yet. I'm still trying to get all the way into 3 myself. And so there's parts of us in, in every one of these kingdoms, but there's a place that our center of gravity is. Only you know where your center of gravity is. Only you know if you're ready to step. And if you're ready to step, I know that there's enough assistance right here in this spiritual community to guide you, to help you. Classes are a great way to have a greater understanding of all of this, and I really encourage you to participate in them. Now, just to let you know, Reverend Penny has to be out the door at 11. So we're, we're really, uh, and thank you for all your, your sharing. It's beautiful. The last, well, we have, it's taking you about 10 minutes per question. Okay. So I just want to let you know we've okay. got 10 minutes left. Um, can you speak a little bit about uh, the covenant? What, what the Because we're starting to introduce covenant. You'll be hearing a lot about covenant. And we've done it with practitioners. We've done it with our, our board of uh, trustees. But, but covenant in terms of the power of that. Yeah. Covenant relate, we call it covenant relationship, <clears throat> developing covenant relationship and coming into covenant relationship. And the, the foundation of covenant relationship goes back to the creative process and the purpose. How do we call that purpose out in a greater way? And one of the things that my teacher, Dr. Marsha Sutton, Reverend Lloyd Strom, realized many, many years ago that there was great power in covenant relationship. And if you look at the Holy Bible, the Holy Bible is all about covenant relationship. There's seven covenant relationships spoken about in the Old Testament. And then the New Testament is all about the new covenant of love and how we walk into the new covenant of love. So through a covenant relationship, when we come into covenant relationship, what we're doing is we're declaring how we see our relationship with God unfolding in life. And so it's a powerful practice because through when we take and we begin our experience from the purpose and then get very clear about our intentions about how that purpose is going to move through us we're seeding something and then we re we reap a rip rich harvest at the end of that process it takes a while to move into that covenant um, experience and to get clear about that but again as you're guided through that there's a ability to own it more deeply and to solidify and then once we have the purpose and the intentions we declare a vision that 
summarizes what those intentions are so that there's a greater power infused through that. And it's always typically tied to some great promise from, from God, from spirit, from law, so that when we start to wobble, because, you, you know, we begin this walk and we, we go out charging out thinking, oh, everything's great, and then something happens and we start to doubt or worry or get confused or however that happens for us, and we start to wobble. But when we can tie it to a promise from God, something, then there are 7,000 of those promises that have been given over time. Then we have something to stabilize ourselves when the fear starts to rise up and give us the ability to turn in. Dr. Patrick is going to be coming to a training that I'm teaching in October about covenant relationships, and then he's going to be bringing that back and offering it here for this spiritual community. The beginning walk to that covenant relationship really um, begins in that class, The Principles of Financial Freedom, that he's going to be teaching in a couple days. You know, that title is a little misleading. And let me tell you why. Because that real, that, how many of you are interested in how you do relationships? How many of you want to have better relationships? Your class is filled. No worries. Because the principles of financial freedom is all about how we do relationships. It just uses the mechanism of money to show us how we do relationships. And how we do one thing is how we do everything. And so when we begin to look at how we are with money, we begin to see more deeply into our patterns and what we think and believe about relationships. So I really encourage you another great on-ramp to this deeper teaching that is, you know, beginning to be tapped into that I think Dr. Holmes was always pointing to, but somehow we've been circling around the barn around these things, and it takes it so much deeper. And I would just... You know, if you have more questions, I would say talk to your practitioners because they've been deeply immersed in this process for the last seven months. And I know that many of them have greater clarity about what we've been pointing to. And now they have, because they have the understanding, they can begin to walk there together and to lead you into a deeper relationship with the divine. One of the things I'll close with is, be, well, you know, have you ever noticed if, I, if you want to go over here, I have to leave the spot I've been in. <laughs> right? Can't happen any other way. And so we have to be willing to let go of where we've been to step into the newness of that which spirit wants to do today. Today. And that's different than yesterday. Spirit can do amazing things through each one of us. But if we're holding on and we're standing firm and unwavering and resisting to go, then we're probably going to continue to experience the same old things. The stepping forward takes immense courage, deep faith, and all of that each one of us has inside of ourselves. It's about letting go, stepping forward with clarity, with purpose, with intention, and recognizing that wherever we go, God is. A couple of months ago, it was about nine months ago, I woke up one morning and I was in my prayer chair, and I heard myself say, right where I am, 
the power and the presence and the authority of God is. What am I worried about? What am I worried about? We all can pause and ask that question because I believe that that spirit and that power and that presence is intelligent, it's creative, it's loving, it's infinite and abundant in its nature. I just have to invite spirit in to every activity. The covenant is a way that we do that on a really, really conscious level. And so I invite you to consider participating in some of these things that are coming up. You couldn't pay enough money for the value you receive from financial freedom. I, I took that class seven times <laughs> before I taught it. And I've probably taught it 15 or 20 times since. It's an amazing class. It was the grounding for me to enter more deeply in to what we're talking here and making that movement into Kingdom 3. So I know you have rich resources. I know you're well supported. And I just invite you to take the step and lean in. God bless. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. She's going to start packing up right now. Let's not take it personal. <laughs> I just want to thank uh, Reverend Penny for, for uh, allowing me to say, hey, why don't you share a little bit tomorrow morning with, because uh, the, the material is so rich. And what I know in, in my experience with, um, and Reverend Connie Nissen's going to be taking her to the airport, but what I know in my journey uh, with, with um, our tradition is that it's easy to continue to circle in Kingdom 2. And I've watched it over and over and over again. I've had people come up to say, I've been doing the same affirmative prayer for 25 years and nothing's changed. And I say to them, how about that? Because I don't know, you know, what, what's going on in the prayer chair. But uh, it's been just a beautiful, powerful process to be part of with her. And so I'm, I'm so, so delighted that uh, she could share that with us this morning. So it's, and she's planted a, a number of wonderful seeds. Yesterday, I, we, we've been talking about putting together some ideas around uh, facility. I said, where do you think we should start? And she said, well, the first thing you do is you get your group together and you create a sacred covenant. And I thought, oh, what a great idea. That's the next step. And so I just thought that was such a wonderful, rich idea because then the group uh, creates it. And, the, and, the, and, and, it's, and it, there's an there's a energy around that. So anyway, I just wanted to um, uh, express my appreciation and gratitude for Without your support and resources and our practitioners and the things that we do, we're not, we would not be able to bring people like Reverend Penny in. And she's been with us and part of this community for the last year. And a huge part of what has influenced my maturing and my growth as, um, in my own practice. What it, when a, one of the gifts that I love about co-creation is, as Penny says, and then I will get the musicians up, is that um, what I find now is when I'm, in, when I'm in the world and I start to react, something triggers me. Uh, Dr. Lloyd, who is Marsha Sutton's uh, partner in, in the work, not in life, they're, they're deep, deep friends, but they're not married, um, has always said, you can do the work in your prayer chair or you can do the work in the street. And so when we're not awake and we're not aware, we're typically doing it in the street. So we're having reactions and then we're fighting with people and we're arguing and we're fighting with ourselves and we're tortured and on and on and on and on and on. And then we look for all kinds of methods out here to fix it. 
So we bring this expert in and we bring this expert in and we go to... And so what I've, what I've learned in my own journey is that when I find myself reacting, it's an opportunity for me to go back into my prayer chair and do my own work and look at it. And then whatever the conversation is to have comes out of that rather than my reacting because when I'm a conscious, when we're unconscious, we, all of our, our emotions drive all of our actions, thinking, and behaviors. And, and so I love this model, and I, and I just know that it's, it's, that it's alive within this community, and, and whether you're engaging in it or not, you're participating in it because there's a, there's a vibration that has shifted and changed and continues as a result of us doing this work. So it's powerful, it's wonderful, and I'm really excited. Um, I'll talk about a little bit about it at the AGM, which is, uh, is it next week? It's also St. Patrick's Day. I've been reminded I don't have anything green on today, but uh, I've got to tell you that uh, I've made up for it in my earlier life because my mom would have me dressed from green from toe to head but every time I went out the door on St. Patrick's Day. So I, I've done my work around the green, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> we can talk about something else as you're going out today. But uh, thank you so much. Brown? <laughs>